0: Welcome to the Practical Magic Podcast, a weekly dive into ways in which we can live a calmer, more creative and empowered life on our own terms, full of vibrancy and entirely unapologetic. I'm Kate Taylor, Life Design and Empowerment Coach, and I'm on a mission to help you live a big, bold and beautiful life through my blended melting pot of goodness I call Practical Magic. So welcome, welcome, welcome gorgeous practical magic listeners i've got a treat for you today i've got a special special guest i've got spiritual queen emma mumford and emma is an award-winning life coach and mentor a youtuber podcast host speaker and best-selling author a spiritual queen a cosmic guide to show you how to say yes to your life yes to yourself and yes to your dreams um she's just about to launch a new book titled positively wealthy to share how being positively wealthy is not just about money, but how to create a whole life of wealth from self-love, relationships, your career and more. Welcome to the show Emma, it's lovely to have you here. Uh, I wondered if you could share a bit more about your backstory and why you do what you do and how this work has all come to be.
1: Of course. Well, thank you so much for having me on as well. It's such a pleasure to be here chatting all things law of attraction with you. So, how I started my journey is quite a peculiar one, but I'm sure many people say that anyway on your podcast. So, about seven or eight years ago now, yeah, eight years, gosh, that's flown past, I was actually known as the UK's coupon queen, which is a very different name to what I do now. And how this came about was I was actually in £7,000 worth of debt because of a not so nice ex boyfriend. And I was 20 at the time and I was like, how am I gonna get myself out of this debt? You know, I was so young. I had a part-time job I had also just been a banker as well in a well-known uk bank and I just kind of fell into that job and I loved it because it was great to communicate with people and money really fascinated me and like, you know I had my little old dears I used to love and like have chats with each week So I really loved the community aspect of that job, but really I developed depression quite quickly from being in the banking industry because it was just not where I wanted to be. And I didn't like putting people in debt. You know, I had goals to put people in debt and it was hard because when someone generally didn't need something, I'm not someone who pushes something on someone like that. So I was pretty bad at the job. So <laughs> I, I ended up getting depression and I ended up having to leave that job. And that's when I came into this £7,000 debt with this ex-boyfriend. And I was so depressed at the time, but i really struggled to even turn up to that part time job in retail. So it really was a time in my life where I was like, I need to clear this debt. I need to get my mental health sorted and I need to get my life sorted So I started up a company called Extreme Couponing and Deals UK. And it wasn't a company that I ever planned to start. It was, I literally went on TLC one day, came across extreme couponing, absolutely loved the idea and thought, oh my God, imagine if we could do this here in the UK. So I had a quick look online and nobody was really doing this. There weren't like many coupon sites. There wasn't really a wealth of knowledge out there or information websites to kind of go to and find these coupons. So I took it upon myself to find them, to find ways to get coupons, save money, discounts on the everyday things. And within about a month, I had this whole stockpile in my spare room. And My friends were like, oh, my God, Emma, you need to share this with people like people would love to be able to do this. And you think how many people are struggling and families and things. So I thought, well, why would anybody want to know about this? I'm Emma, I'm 20. Who am I to share about money saving? You know, we had Martin Lewis and all the incredible money experts. So after a lot of bullying from my friends, I started up a Facebook page and I'm so glad they did. Um, and within six months, it had, you know, over 100,000 followers. The press got involved. I was going on this morning, presenting with Holly and Field, doing like coupon segments and like Black Friday segments. So really, it was amazing to be able to give back to people. And instead of putting them in debt, getting them out of debt and actually helping people, because that's what I was really passionate about and what helping people meant to me, not helping them to get them in debt such. So I did that business for five years and I sold it in 2018. So <clears throat> going back a little bit, in 2016, I had a spiritual awakening and this was after the breakdown of my second relationship with again a not very nice ex boyfriend. There seems to be a theme with the ex boyfriends here. They seem to drive these um, successful businesses for me. So I had my spiritual awakening and that was when I came across the law of attraction. I wasn't spiritual before. I was very much, I would call an atheist and I had kind of been brought up Christian, but never really subscribed to it. Um, you know, I believed there was something more, but nothing just quite resonated with me fully. Um, and because of the depression I was in and the state of my life, and I was at that point in 2016, you know, contemplating taking my life, which I never thought was something I would ever consider personally. It just didn't, seemed like I would do that but I was at that stage and I kind of lost all hope and I just remember looking outside of my window at 2am or something crazy like that and just saying God help me and i never I hadn't used the word God for so many years and within five days that that help came and it was the law of attraction that word just kept popping up everywhere Um, So I started to do some research and came across a video of how to turn a positive, how to turn a negative into a positive, sorry. And Louise Hay came up and obviously I had no idea who this woman was, but she seemed really nice. And she was talking about all these amazing positive things. And I thought, wow, like this sounds good. I want to do more of this. So I just really, after that point, delved into the law of attraction, learned how to use it. Within three weeks, I had naturally, you know, come out of my depression after taking medication, after doing CBT counseling in the past. They had helped, but nothing would give me that, you know, long-term relief as such I would you know kind of have bouts of depression again so to even you know using the law of attraction for that was unintentional but I think my depression specifically was very much a spiritual depression or a situational depression like I you know for some people it definitely is medication and CBT and hypnotherapy etc are so so vital and important so for me I'm really lucky and privileged that mine was situational and that when I took myself out of those situations that no longer serve me and that were really really toxic I was able to feel free again and learn who I was and come into my own as such so I had my brands at that point I still had the couponing business and I just started to really integrate on my channels, so my YouTube and my lifestyle blog that I had for the coupon queen I really started to integrate spirituality and law of attraction. And I thought that people were just going to think I was nuts and like going from money saving to, Hey, manifest this money. Hey, here's spirituality. You can have everything that you've ever wanted, but luckily everybody absolutely loved it. So after a couple of years, I thought, right, I've outgrown my couponing business. It's outgrown me. It needs a team of people. And I'm always passionate about money saving and money in general. But I just really feel that it was suffocating me and I was suffocating it. So I sold my business in 2018 and went full time with the Spiritual Queen. And that's how I'm here now.
0: What an incredible journey. Thank you so much for sharing that story. There's so many things that were pinging up to me as you were sharing it of just how much these moments of yes there's so much reflection there isn't there in terms of the moments when we're we're hitting our lowest point and when we ask for that help that it's in the asking it's I always think about free will and when you ask for the help and it's like just opening the door to everything that was there waiting for you but we have to ask it in terms of free will and all of those lessons of the boyfriends coming up it felt a bit like you know adele can only write her number one selling album when she's had heartbreak you know but we it, it is in those lessons and it is in those moments that we we start to um to uncover that there is something there that can help us let's talk about law of attraction We haven't actually, I can't believe in the two years I've been doing a Practical Magic podcast, I haven't had anybody on talking about it before. I've kind of given nods to it and we've talked about manifestation, but can you, for the listeners who maybe have heard of the term, but aren't necessarily clear or unfair with what it is, in simplistic terms, what is law of attraction?
1: Of course. I feel incredibly grateful to, to have this conversation with your listeners. So... I actually believe there's five steps to the law of attraction and traditionally there are three steps mentioned. So I'll give you my five just because it's so much easier when you know all five and you can you know, work through those steps instead of having the traditional three steps. So essentially, everything that we do is a mirror in our lives. So what we put out into the universe, into our world is what we receive back. So we've all had those days where something bad's happened and we've like gone and told a friend and then gone and told another friend and then like something else will happen. So by the end of the day, you're kind of just like, it has just been one of those days and vice versa. We've had that experience where something positives happen. We've gone and told a friend, told another friend, told another friend, and then something else happens. And then you just think, wow, today's been my lucky day. So this is like law of attraction and action of everything we're putting out. It's like a boomerang. It will come back to you. So, you know, if you are sitting in victim mode and you're feeling sorry for yourself, you know, it's not necessarily that more things to that level will manifest, but you will notice your energy and your vibration Will be a match to your kind of consistent mindset as such Equally with positive if you are putting in that work and you know really focusing on the positives and your consistent vibration is positive You can expect you know positive situations wherever you go And that doesn't mean that if you have one negative thought bad things are going to happen This is a big misconception with the law of attraction and i'm here to say it is not true Your consistent vibration is what you manifest with so we all have down days we are human we live in a world of polarity it is not sustainable or healthy and we just cannot be positive all of the time so it's really important to honor those days when maybe you don't feel so positive because when we can witness why we don't feel positive and allow that to flow through us we can reach you know naturally that's natural state of happiness and consistency again um and you know sometimes i hear people trying to fake their positivity as well. Like, you know, I must be positive to manifest this money. I must be positive to manifest whatever it is. And you can't fake it the universe sees your vibes so it's really important that you do that in a work that you know you allow yourself to feel what you need to so that you naturally reach that you know positive alignment to your to your manifestations as such so manifestations are what we set it's our intentions so if you would like to say this month i would like to manifest 500 pounds that's your manifestation and that's your intention so the first step with the law of attraction is to ask so Literally like I've just done there you set your intention it could be written it could be spoken it could be you could think it you could visualize and meditate with it you could write it down on a goals list you could put it on your vision board there are so many great and creative ways to ask the important thing is is that you're you're clear you're crystal clear with what your intention is so it's not i just want to manifest money it's i would like to manifest 500 pounds this month so you're getting specific so with all of your manifestations whether it's to manifest a partner a house a new job, whatever it may be, really get specific because this will help you. And when you have that crystal clear clear clarity, the universe can mirror that clarity back to you as well. So that's your ask step. So your second step is believe, which is another traditional step in the ask, believe, receive traditional steps. And believing, I think, has a different different definition personally of, yes, it's believing in the universe and that you can co-create with the universe and that the universe can bring your desires to you, absolutely. But it's also where I would say the inner work needs to be done. So when you set your intention, afterwards you might notice some resistance, you might notice thoughts come up or I don't know, someone might say something to you and it triggers you, for example. So this, it's really important to keep note of those triggers, of those fears, those thoughts that come up, because that is where the work needs to be done. So once you set your intention, it's then looking at what stands in between you and that intention, that manifestation and clearing the way to receiving it. So for instance, love's always a good example to use. So if you wanted to manifest a partner, for example, and you had some limiting beliefs around you, maybe your worthiness or feeling loved, or whatever it may be. You know that will come up, and it's important to work on that because until you work on that, you can't bring that manifestation to you. Because think about it like this: the version of yourself that has that dream partner, they're not going to not feel worthy. They're going to feel happy. They're going to feel loved. They're going to feel joyful. So you have to embody those emotions and the only way you can naturally embody them is by doing that inner work So that is your natural state of being and your vibration reflects that as such. So that's your belief stage So the next one is a new step that i've added in my book and it didn't work after a while So I realized okay, there's definitely more to this So trust is yes trusting in the process trusting in the universe absolutely but it's also trusting yourself here so it's where you take your inspired action so when I said co-creation earlier it's not that the universe is going to come 100% of the way you go your 50% and the universe goes it's 50% of the way as well so you could be a bit like me where I'm naturally my masculine energy I'm just like yes I'm going to make this happen I'm a Virgo I'm going to make it happen and that's not co-creation that is forceful energy So all I'm getting mirrored back with that is that kind of lack, that desperation, that neediness, et cetera. So it's important to witness your energy towards that manifestation and what action you're taking. So it's important to take inspired action. So say, for instance, you want to manifest a dream house. You have to go and look for those houses and view those houses, you know, make a plan of how you're going to afford that house as well. Is it a mortgage? What are you going to do to physically get that house? With a job, you know, make sure your CV, your resume is polished, buy an outfit for that interview, you know, really get specific and, and take that action because when you go your 50%, those opportunities are going to come to you, which is the universe meeting you halfway. So that's your kind of trust stage as such that inspired action and trusting the process and trusting the timing of your life that in the perfect timing and in the perfect way, the universe is going to bring those opportunities and that manifestation to you. So the fourth step is another new step that I have added in which is in which is letting go. So this is a really important step and one that definitely was a big test for me in my journey and one that I still and all of us will always, you know, have to lean into. It's not just a, it's not as easy I would say as the other three steps so far because you know it, it, it's kind of backwards to say hey universe I would really love to, you know, manifest xyz you know, believe, work through those blocks, take your inspired action and trust, and then say, oh, I've got to let this go now. So what I mean by letting go is not that you give up, but essentially it's that you are okay with both outcomes. So your manifestation happening and it not happening. So it's finding peace with both. And that can, that is again, that inner work, because, you know, if you're feeling desperation, neediness, and lack, you are mirroring that yourself, you know, it's mirroring back to you as such. So it's important that you become at peace with it. And it's still holding that positive outcome. It's still holding that positive end goal for plan A, but it's also witnessing that plan B is not the end of the world. And that if it was to happen, it's okay. And that the universe has an even better plan for you and your manifestation. So it's really important to say when you're manifesting this or something better for my highest good, because then you are getting what's meant for you. And if that, you know, and we as humans, we can only perceive things as how, you know, kind of like a straight road of this is how we see it happening. Whereas the universe is like, well, there's tons of ways this could happen. And actually we have an even better way. But when you're so fixed on, you know, a certain view, a certain way it's going to happen, a timing, et cetera, et cetera, this is where that resistance can come in. So really allow yourself to let go and surrender to that process. And then finally, step five is receive, which is the best one because your manifestation is here. So it's important to really celebrate that, be present with it and not just move on to the next manifestation, not just like, great. Yeah, thanks. Because, you know, it's like if we gave a gift to our friend and they were like, great. Yeah. Where's the next one? You'd think, oh, my God, I put so much effort into that. (laughs) Like. so rude so it's important to be you know grateful to really express your gratitude be present enjoy that manifestation and then when it feels natural when it feels right and you want to focus on something else then that's the right time to do it
0: oh my god this is just genius like literally if anybody was watching the video i am just like nodding away like a nodding dog and smiling smiling smiling. i realize how much of a journey that i've been on personally over the last seven months that naturally This has been coming into play because I feel like sometimes the term "law of attraction" and I'm using finger waves here can be a bit polarizing for some people. Some people go, "Oh, it's just that," and and this is just I'm just saying this for basic like this can be the woo woo stuff. Like, what does that actually mean? But the way that you've explained it there, really simply put, really beautifully put, and very practical application means that it it just makes total sense and it's about a change in our energy it's a shift in our energy isn't it to come from like you say that lack that desperation that clinging on to the the you know we've noticed this in lockdown we noticed at the beginning of the hoarding like if I if I just keep all of this to myself then then that's okay but actually a lot of so much of what we're talking about here is about energy it's all about being in the flow of things isn't it and what you can leave to receive and being like trust is so super important when I'm working with my clients and they're like right I've set an intention where the, where the freaking hell is it and you're like it's it's okay like just you've asked for the intention actually that's 90% of the work done now it's providing it's a bit like um you know you've planted the seed and now it's allowing that all of the beautiful energy to allow that to blossom through watering through fertilizing through enjoying the process of watching it grow rather than keep digging it up to see if it's actually growing or not and that really feels beautiful and and we've had um we had lovely Susie Ashworth my mentor on a couple of weeks ago a few weeks ago when we were talking about the difference between 3d and our 5d and our 3d thinking is like you know, it's all the physical, like, oh, it's money in the bank and I, I need to see that this is happening and it needs to happen in that way. And that's our 3D kind of limited, restricted perception of things, whereas actually trust and expansion into what is possible for me and more, like how this has a ripple effect that will serve me and others and feeling into that expansion that is has no limitations. That's in the 5D where this really has space to play and blossom and bloom and grow, doesn't it? Oh, I just love it. I love it. I love it. So your new book is about positively wealthy. And I know that this is not just about money. And money is such a divisive, fully charged, fully loaded word. So what does positively wealthy mean for you
1: good question and it was definitely a journey for me absolutely to find what positively wealthy meant to me so how this journey actually came about was in sort of the end of 2018 to 2019 so this is when I sold my couponing business I had manifested everything off my vision board so I'd done it all I'd manifested love the house the book deals absolutely everything Absolutely everything. Holidays, you name it, I did it. And I was super, super grateful for all of this. And the last thing off that vision board was to sell my business, to sell that couponing business. And it took me about a year. And in the end, I ended up set I ended up selling it to one of my good friends who is well known in the money industry. So it worked out perfectly that I could give my first little baby to someone I know and trusted, would, you know, it would be in safe hands as such. So I had manifested the amount of money that I wanted for the business as well. And this was like life changing money for me where, you know, I could put this towards a house. Like it was really going to set me up like absolutely. And, you know, reward me for all those years of work unpaid and all those hours that we do to put into our businesses to start off with. And I sat there and thought, wow, Emma, like when you, you know, once this money hits your account, like you're going to feel different you know, you've, you've made it, you you've made it, you've achieved everything. You can just sit back, relax, you know, chill. It's all good. You're a success. And the money hit my account and it was a very odd feeling because I then transferred it out to my investments. I transferred it out to my savings. And within 10 minutes, my bank balance was the same as it was 10 minutes prior. And I thought, okay, how do we feel now? And I felt exactly the same as before. Now, of course, I'm extremely grateful for that money. I still am. Like, I am so grateful for everything I've manifested and do. But I realized that my life had become one big checklist and that it was just manifestation after manifestation after manifestation. And all of the while I was avoiding a big part of my life, which didn't feel good. And I was just putting all my energy into work, all my energy into, you know, my work and helping people and all this, because it made me feel good and it worked. Whereas my personal life did not look so rosy. And, you know, all of my relationships, they weren't, you know, being nurtured. And like you said earlier with the seed example, they weren't being fertilized and nurtured and, and blossomed. They were just Withering away because I wasn't putting my energy into equal parts of my life. And I realized that I'd been chasing that wrong version of wealth. So I thought my version of wealth meant to me, you know, having a book deal, having a successful business, helping people, having money, having nice things, because that's what society teaches us wealth means. So I was chasing all of those, thinking that that was my version of wealth. When actually, when I hit that moment of having it all, I realized it wasn't my version of wealth at all. And I realized that actually my relationships and having a family and all of these things were my version of wealth and what really would fill my cup as such. So I then thought, right, this is a bigger conversation here of what manifesting actually is and what the term wealth means as well. So when I first started writing Positively Wealthy, the name came straight away and I loved it. And Actually, the book was starting off as more of a money book talking about money relationship and also what wealth means to us and worth. But what actually happened is as I wrote the book and as it kind of unfolded, it turned into such a deeper journey of redefining your version of wealth, establishing what wealth means to you, looking at whether you're chasing your version of wealth and your goals or whether it's someone else's goals because you think that's what you should be doing because you know Emma's doing it, Kate's doing it, therefore you should be doing it too. So it really turned into a book that yes, looks at your money relationship, yes, looks at your version of wealth, but also helps you to sustainably manifest in all areas of your life. And the reason why sustainability is a big word that I use is because I was manifesting all these things, but they weren't sustainable because I wasn't doing that inner work. I wasn't, you know, making sure that, you know, All areas of my life were equally watered, equally looked after, and my energy was equally going to the things that really, you know, meant a lot to me and needed that work at that time. So really, that's what my version of wealth means. But to, you know, to anybody listening, your version of wealth may be completely different and that's okay. It's really important to identify what yours is.
0: Yeah, and I I always talk about the 360 of this when I'm working with clients and and I'm sure you're the, the same at the beginning. We look at life as the 360, because, like you say, if we're focusing just on one thing, like that's going to bloom, actually that's at the detriment to the others. Because if we're in 3D, we can we say I've only got a finite amount of energy and resource, time, etc., to put into one thing. If I just focus on that, that's okay. That pot can grow. However, that means that there's infinite uh, or not infinite resources. There's restricted resources, so they have. steal or take from elsewhere so I really love that reframe that actually when we're talking about energy work here and we're going into the flow of abundance that there is always always more so at first when I hear that and I'm sure listeners will feel the same you're kind of going god that seems like a lot of energy that seems like a lot of work to do to do all of this however when we're feeling into what the expansion of abundance means you can have that and you can have the energy and you can have the balance and it's not either or is it Mm -hmm. have you you noticed that in terms of how you've changed that relationship with abundance and and how abundant it feels in all areas
1: absolutely and let me just say this. It's more exhausting not to do the work. Like that's what I found when I do do the work. I'm like, Oh, I actually have more energy. This feels good because you're lighter. You know, when we ignore things or, you know, bypass things, it's all just building up underneath. It's not going anywhere. So it is more exhausting to avoid these things definitely and avoid these conversations and that, that kind of internal conversation with yourself as well. So I found that, um, you know, I don't know whether you, you guys and, you know, yourself, Kate are familiar with, um, divine feminine divine masculine energy so naturally manifesting is very masculine energy it's very like execution it's get out and go it's that very summer energy it's like the outwards of manifesting and co-creating whereas the feminine energy is very much that inwards journey that winter that kind of deeper the kind of polarity of going within and doing that inner work as such so I found that because I was so in my masculine that my feminine was what actually needed that work so when I actually dedicated a whole year to embracing my feminine working with my feminine energy and balancing the two i now manifest and prefer to manifest from the feminine energy of flow and it doesn't feel like hard work it feels ease,
0: it feels flow and it feels natural and good i don't know whether you're the same kate seriously like i've got the shivers all over emma because I have just launched my first, you know, I've been on a real journey over the past seven months working with my mentor, Susie around this. Um, and whilst it's been about as much of the strategy, I, the masculine, cause I'm like you, I'm very masculine, <clears throat> young energy, like hustle, 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 do, do, do. Um, and I'm, I'm, yet, yeah, I'm having to unlearn, unlearn a lot around that. Um, The journey that I've been on over the last seven months is, yes, there's strategy. Yes, you can work out how to do specific things. However, where more abundance has come in, in terms of, oh my God, like my heart, is just literally, I can just feel it. And that's a very feminine thing as well, to be able to be in the feeling. When I've launched, I've just recently launched a new seven month program. It wasn't about financial target, it wasn't about anything else. My mission has changed from money to heartbeats. And so really feeling into the energy of the women who are gathering, the changes that we're going to make together, that being in the flow, as you say. And yes, like being really clear on what the intention is and having that written down and saying it out and feeling in the body and being expansive with it. That's done. Then, Then it's like, let go of the how, because it's going to take care of itself, feel into the people joining, the heartbeats, the love, the change, the ripple effects. And it's felt so beautiful. I want to say it's felt easy. It's felt joyful. And I am ready like I'm totally ready and I've still got two weeks to go before we get started (laughs) and there's just this beautiful like reciprocation of you can just feel it like women are going I've been waiting for this I just feel something in in my senses that just I, I have to do this thing I'm not quite sure how I'm gonna do it but it's gonna happen and oh my god it's just been the most beautiful thing but what I feel has been a big shift for me and the women who are coming into this and you probably um, recognize this yourself with when you work with people is the relationship to feeling that we're worthy of being able to step into this because for so long uh, the the feminine has been um, it's been kept small contained held back uh there 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 feels i particularly i notice with women what who am i will i ever be worthy enough and worth and wealth it's interesting that they're two words that have the same kind of connotations to them what do you notice about when people really give themselves the opportunity um, and the permission to feel a sense of worth that they can be both worthy and wealthy
1: Mm, Really, really interesting. And one thing I want to say just before I move on to that question is you picked up on a really good point in your, when you're explaining about your course there of joy and joy is the ultimate creator. And when you can inject joy and fun into everything you do, that is the vibration of abundance because you are literally, you know, you're, when you can have fun with things, the things feel rigid and solid. And it's like, right, I've got to hit this money target. I've got to do this. There's no fun with that, there's no expansiveness like you said there, to feel into it and actually just think, do you know what? I can have fun, whether it's work, whether it's manifesting a house, whatever. Fun is the ultimate creator, so absolutely inject fun and joy into whatever you can, because it will manifest things so much quicker. And even if even if it does take a while to manifest that desire, you're going to be having so much fun along the way. It's not going to feel like you're waiting. It's not going to feel, you know, like a negative time in your life. It will just be fun where you're enjoying yourself, you're being present. And that is a massive secret to manifesting your desires. And something I have happen every single time when I look the other way, when I start having fun, being present, enjoy my life, boom, there the manifestation is. So definitely a good tip there for injecting joy and fun into obviously everything you can do. So in terms of feeling worthy then with wealth, it is definitely, and this is why I've written Positively Wealthy, because after having conversations with a lot of women and also men in the spiritual sphere as well, there is an unbalanced relationship with money in the spiritual sphere where, you know, whether it's a business owner who maybe doesn't feel worthy or thinks, well, should I charge this for my service? I wanna help people. I really wanna help them heal or do this. Should this be about money? Or you have the flip side where, you know, people are kind of overcharging and they're just going crazy and it's all about money and it's kind of lost the message and meaning of you know, integrity and also helping people. So there's two very kind of polar opposites to the scale in the spiritual sphere. And that's why I felt really passionate about bringing that grounded, practical approach from my banking and money saving days, because money can be spiritual. And a lot of the time, you know, people might have those negative connotations on money, thinking that it's evil, that it's greedy, that it's been used for wrong and absolutely it has been. But the more, you know, Spiritual people, light workers, whatever you resonate with, spiritual queens that you know, step into their power. And also, and it's not a case of saying charge X amount because it has to feel in alignment to you. I'm not talking about how much you charge, but actually the fact that you step into your power. And again, this doesn't have to look like owning a business. If if owning a business doesn't vibe with you, that's fine. This is about your relationship with money and finances. So when you can step into your power and think no, actually I do want this. I do want to manifest that money for a holiday. I do want to manifest wealth in all areas of my life in whatever Mm -hmm. way wealth means to you. You fearlessly manifest the life of your dreams because you're saying, you're stepping up and saying, hello universe, I'm here and I'm ready for this. But until we can step up and fearlessly say, yes, this is what I want. You know, the universe is reflecting that back to you, remember? So In my book, I talk about a very spiritual and practical way of of working with money, with manifesting money, etc. But really in terms of the worth, it will depend where it lies, whether it's worthy of having nice things, whether it's worthy of money, whether maybe you've grown up with maybe a family who had a negative relationship with money, it can play out so differently for everybody. So, you know, I can't necessarily give a piece of advice that would, you know, one shoe fits all with it, but essentially it's really just allowing yourself, allowment and getting out of your own way is a massive thing with the law of attraction
0: and there's an important piece there isn't there about getting really curious about what comes up for you when because i know this isn't just um about women but i do feel like the majority of women are scared to talk about money mm-hmm. and scared of it scared of not having it scared of what happens if they do have it because there's so many there's it's deep rooted and we get that and you picked up on something there when you said about the narratives what you heard when you were growing up what you recognize around the beliefs that your family or your community have around money um I notice very much when I'm working with clients when we're like when I say look this is Christmas you ask for what you want get really clear get really specific about it and I know when they're holding themselves back I can feel it in every part of what they're you know not saying and what they are saying and so we have to get underneath it we have to kind of go well what's your relationship what what's going what do you fear is going to happen when you get everything that you want Mm. And a lot of that comes up with, well, my family might just think I'm too big for my boots or we don't, they don't view people with money as nice people. Like it's, Mm. it's really important to get so curious, isn't it? And go, okay, what's my, what's my relationship to money? But first off, what do I view money as? Do I feel it as good as evil, whatever? Do I feel like I'm worthy of having it? If not, why not? And what what the stories that have been taking place around me all the time? And then when we get from that clear space, we can understand, right, okay, once I have remove those restrictions, well, what can I have instead? Mm-hmm. God, there's so much there. And um, yeah, having that space is really important to work that out, isn't it?
1: Definitely. And, you know, as I was saying that when, you know, people do think, yes, it is okay for me to earn money. It is okay for me to charge. It is okay for me to have nice things as well you know, we can change collectively the vibration of money. So absolutely it has been used for, you know, a lot of wrong in this world, absolutely. But the more spiritual people who are manifesting money in an aligned way for aligned reasons, that whole vibration with money is going to change. So that's why it is important to feel at ease with money. Because remember, I always see money as like a stream, an ocean of it flows. So just like at the tide, money comes in, money goes out, money comes in, money goes out. So it's really adjusting and, you know, money is, oh my God, probably the number one thing people come to me with. of. I want to manifest money. I have money blocks because like you say, it's such a hot conversation where we all do have such a variety of stories around money or narratives, like you say. So definitely it's finding peace with that, but having that spiritual grounded and practical way to work with money, spend your money and manifest money
0: beautiful and I feel like there's we have like this is a real paradigm shift this is a time when positively wealthy can do so much good in the world we have spent so long living in patriarchal systems when it's been about competition um, owning as much as you can the fact that 99% of the wealth is with 1% of the population just is wrong and actually as women In our feminine power or you know however you identify we all have aspects of feminine and masculine so what can we do with that flow that is going to be of good in the world because as a collective if we can be thinking about the we how does your the money that you are going to be creating how can we then distribute and share and allow other people to rise that's why so much of what i do is that i you know when i'm working with programs is that some of that will go into community projects some of that will go into charity so the more that we're creating and that ease and flow and that in and out means that it has more distribution to people and places that really really need it i want to talk about the difference between well we know the difference between lack and abundance you can feel it everywhere particularly at the moment Emma there's going to be a lot of ungrounding and what we've noticed with Covid obviously in the global pandemic is that it's shaken the very foundations of our sense of feeling safe our sense of feeling grounded. We've gone to the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs where we've gone, have I got my health? Have I got my home? Have I got my breath? Um, have I got everything I need at this base level? And yet we still wanna self-actualize. There's gonna be a lot of stories coming out in the media about recession, that there's no money in the government, that they we're like, as we know, the NHS just being completely stripped of all of their resources. How do we maintain our own work and worth and work with being positively wealthy while seemingly the world around us doesn't have any money Mm -hmm. can you give us some tips and things that we we can start doing now to have our own boundaries in place so that we don't get taken off course with what we're receiving in terms of the news and messaging
1: course so what you touched upon earlier with susie was really important of in the 3d world we're seeing, you know, a recession, like you say, lack, things are going to be tight, we're going to have to come back from this, etc. But really, it's expanding that. And even if you don't resonate with four or five, D, or even understand what those things are? Like that's absolutely okay. It's just expanding your awareness to saying, well, actually, the universe is ever abundant, there is an unlimited source of abundance, the universe is not limited in any way, shape or form. So it is what we receive from the news, what we receive from the outer which we program our mind with to say okay there must be a lack because the tv is telling me so there must be a lack because boris johnson has said so whatever it is so it's really taking yourself out of that and saying okay i am a soul having a human experience abundance is unlimited in the universe. So all I can do is, you know, make sure my side of the street is clean, make sure I'm doing that inner work and making sure I'm in the best position possible to manifest and keep myself secure, happy, healthy, um, and have money flowing to me essentially. So get practical with your money. If you are at that stage where you need those money saving tips and that couponing, then don't be afraid of that. Um, And, you know, just really getting practical and real with your finances is such a shifting practice. So for instance, I wanted to manifest being debt free, obviously having that 7,000 pounds debt from my ex. Um, And, you know, I was paying bits off, it was with the debt collectors, but about six months into my law of attraction journey, I was like, why am like I'm manifesting so much? Why am I not manifesting this money to be debt free? And I was just setting that intention of being debt free. And I sat down with myself one day and said, "You don't actually know how much money you owe. You're just sit sat there avoiding it, saying you want to be debt free." So I logged on to the debt collector's website and saw that it was about six and a half thousand pounds. And I was like, "Okay, it's a bit higher than what you thought, but..." you know how much you owe now. So instead of saying I wanted to be debt-free, I said that I wanted to manifest 6,500 pounds, whatever the exact figure was, to be debt-free. And within five days, eleven thousand pounds came to me from an unexpected new work source. Had no idea it was going to happen, and I was like, "Wow!" And that was actually two manifestations in one. So obviously, clearing the debt, and also I wanted to manifest some money to inject into my couponing business to kind of grow it a little bit. So it was like two manifestations in one, and all I did was got clear on my situation. So the worst thing we can do is avoid our bank balances, absolutely, because again, it's that lack. that fear and most of the time you're worrying over nothing and this is what i find and i do it myself i think oh i've had a quiet month or know what's happened and then spend about two weeks fearing this and then look at my you know actually sit down and work it out and think what are you on about you've had a really great month so being real with your finances is so so important and another practice which is in the book and the journal the positively wealthy journal is Mindful spending. Now, this is a practice which I created uh, actually in my coupon queen days, but I've obviously given it a spiritual jazz up um, because it's just as relevant now. So when you are making your transactions, so a lot of the time with money manifestations, people think they need to blow a lot of money to manifest money and you will see people just mindlessly spending money treating themselves going crazy and then thinking oh lord what have i done and then, like desperately trying to manifest that and more back As you can tell, that doesn't work. It never, never, never works because you are feeling that lack afterwards. You're feeling fear. And the transaction and energy behind that transaction hasn't been mindful spending. So my advice is that every time you go into a shop or online shopping, whatever it may be, hold that item in your hands for three seconds. Now, this is for luxuries. This isn't necessarily for the everyday necessities. So that's different. This is for your luxury budget. So hold that item in your hands for three seconds and ask yourself, Will this bring me joy? Do a bit of Marie Kondo. Does this spark joy? Um, and you know, think about it. How many times you're gonna wear that item? How will you feel when you drink that item, eat that item, use that service, whatever it may be? Think about how it makes you feel. And if uh, if after three seconds it's a hell yes, then absolutely get it. If it feels good to you, absolutely. This is not about how much you can spend. This is all about the energy behind it. So it could be a one pound chocolate bar, or it could be. A spa day for £100, whatever it is, it is not about the cost, it is about how it will make you feel. So if you are thinking, "Mm, I'm not sure, or it's a no, that is a no, just wait. If it's a not sure, wait a couple of weeks, wait until next payday and then hold it again, look at it again and see how it feels to you. There is no rush with it. So when you can do that with your luxury spending, with your budget as such, then you can then with every transaction, have that positive energy behind it, where even if your bank balance is going down, when you log onto your internet banking or whatever, you're not going to feel negative you're not going to feel fearful because you know that everything has gone to things which bring joy and have that positive energy in your life meaning that you're going to attract even more positive energy and abundance into your life with vice versa if you're mindlessly spending you know you think about how you look at your bank account when you haven't thought about what you're spending you feel fear and it it doesn't feel good it brings you know anxiety and anxious feelings so It's really about having that mindful spending and just using these practical tips sometimes as well as regularly setting intentions. So a lot of what I see is that people don't set regular intentions with money. They're like, yeah, I wanna manifest money. I want abundance. But then you say, okay, what are your goals for this month? What's your money goal? What's your kind of manifestation goals? And they'll say, well, I've got the vision board. And they might have 10,000 pounds, for example, on that vision board, but they're not regularly asking for money. And when you, you know, dig deep and ask them, they'll say, well, 10,000 pounds actually feels like quite a lot of money. So set regular goals, set those intentions each month of whether you want to manifest, you know, 500 pounds, like I said, or whatever it is, make sure you are setting goals regularly because that is asking. And that is, that is the first step to manifesting. You have to ask and be clear. But also with that 10,000 pounds example, if it feels a lot to you, break it down. So say for instance, you wanted to go on holiday and work things out. So instead of saying, I want to manifest going on holiday to Greece or whatever, work out from door to door, how much it's going to cost you. So flights, hotel, food, spending money, travel, all of those things, work it out. And then say, right, if that's £6,000 for us, and then I would say, okay, how many months do you have to manifest that money? And if it was six months, then instead of manifesting £6,000, you would manifest £1,000 each month for those six months. And this is actually a real life example of one of my clients I give. So I'm like, it, it definitely works because this happened for her. And I was like, right, let's break this down. And I said, how does that feel to you now? And she said, well, oh, it feels lighter, it feels so much better. And I'm like, there we go. We've done nothing apart from break this down into a really practical goal that you that feels achievable, that feels good to you each month. So any big money goals like that, break them down. It is so
0: worth it. Okay, so get clear, be tracking. That I mean, that's been a game changer for me, an absolute game changer. I have an abundance spreadsheet where I track everything that I'm receiving in which is just amazing because you know you sometimes we can get to the end of the month oh I had no money and then you you, you, we're not even taking notice of where it's coming in from so get really clear of where it's coming in get really mindful slow it the frick down I feel like this time in lockdown has taught us so much about slowing down paying attention and actually um realizing that in the world before we close the doors how mindless we were being and it's like a short-term fix isn't it oh if I buy this thing that's going to make me feel better and then it makes you feel worse so being really mindful like you say and then breaking it down this has just been the best conversation thank you so much so the book is coming out is it out tell us more what's what's the publicate like when's it going to be available for us to get our hands on
1: of course cool. so it's coming out the 9th of june so i'm not sure when you're going to publish this but it's, got, it's out on the 9th of june um and you can obviously get it from anywhere that sells books worldwide so and that's online and in store. so amazon barnes and noble waterstones anywhere like that you can get ebook paperback and audiobook fantastic
0: and where can people find you online emma Oh, thank you.
1: So yeah, you can find me on Instagram and all social media platforms at I am Emma Mumford, as in Mumford and Sons. And you can also head on over to my website, which is
0: emmamumford.co.uk. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I should put all the links up on the show note on the Practical Magic podcast page. And I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show. This has been a positively wealthy conversation. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Thanks, lovely. Thank you for tuning in to the Practical Magic podcast this week with me, Kate Taylor. If you do enjoy the shows, do head on over to iTunes and hit that subscribe button. That means that every time there's fresh Practical Magic content, it will get delivered straight to your devices. You do not need to do a thing. And if you have enjoyed this episode or any of the other previous episodes, do head over to iTunes, hit the old star ratings, And maybe leave a little comment as well. It really helps to connect to other listeners out there who are in for a big, bold, beautiful life.